Town. Welcome to the second ever episode of the Wrestling Shit Boat. I am Chad Lee, along here with my patriot. Fuck you. My name's Dylan. And, and joining us over the phone is... Omega. Fuck Brock Lesnar. Uh, exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that much later in the night. Fuck. Um... <laughs> But well, yes, fuck so man. boys, there's a lot that happened this weekend. Uh, there was a lot of quality wrestling that happened, and so, a lot of other things. So much, just so much wonderful wrestling. <sighs> but before we get into our uh, our breakdowns and scores for the uh, the two pay per views the this weekend, Fight for the Fallen and Extreme Rules, uh. To, to take a quick moment to point out that you guys totally need to check out the Evolve show, that 10th anniversary, yeah, 10th anniversary special. Words are hard, especially when you're stoned like we are, because Dylan and I both have Oklahoma medical marijuana cards, so we like to enjoy ourselves during the stream. And if you have a problem with that, this is your chance to get the fuck out. Yeah, I got, yeah, got to give some credit to Evolve. Hell of a show. Omega, we know that you were a big fan of the show as well. Hell yes. Shotzi Blackheart is a woman after my own heart. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that fucking suicida gone assumed wrong. Ugh. Yeah, by the way, do we know if it was like she hurt? Is she good? She's good. She's good. Well, that's good. That looked nasty. Um, okay, so... This fight for the fallen. Yeah, let's just dive right in. Fight for the fallen. Um, again, Omega, that would have been an amazing show to see in person. Right. I, I'm not gonna lie. I completely abstained from watching, but I kept up via Twitter uh, because I was pissed that I couldn't see it. But I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> but you need to watch it. You uh -huh. need to watch it. I promise the wounds heal. I'll put it this way. You need to at least go through and watch the uh, the two tag matches towards the end because that's just required watching. Oh, naturally. Yeah. So the buy-in, um, the first match of the night was the expected match between Peter Avalon, the librarian, and Sonny Kiss. Um, Sonny Kiss's intro, let me tell you, that was awesome. Um, Sunny Kiss not only was the whole, in my opinion, was the whole like part of this match. Like, and I feel bad that his first singles debut was against a really bad gimmick. Yeah, um, if you haven't seen it yet, Omega, the motherfucker came out shaking his ass with the Jaguar cheerleaders. It was pretty awesome. I, I, I can't lie. I I kind of want to see that because I love Sunny Kiss anyway. But at the same time, knowing his personality in general, it's completely expected of him. Like if that's just like his normal thing now to have to come out with just cheerleaders in general, I'll pay to see it every time. <laughs> right. Oh, and trust me, bro. Uh, he ended up securing the win. Um, like I think we all predicted on that one. We, yeah, we did. Uh but he looked, it was just like a sunny, sunny kiss showcase. Yeah. Um, also, the, the, the crowd were pretty great in this match. At one point, uh, they started chanting, I think, reading sucks. <laughs> yeah. 
they're not very big on the librarian thing. I don't think anybody really is. I mean, as soon as Peter Avalon and Leva Bates walked out, immediate booze. Um, God damn millennials. Yeah. <sighs> right. Reading is, reading is fundamental, kids. Okay. Reading is good. <laughs> hey, this podcast would have not started if we didn't read as children. Okay. So. Bullshit. We would have eventually got here. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, look at, you know, majority of the WWE's, you know, fan base demographic. Clearly can't read, don't know what water is, only drink Mountain Dew. You know, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, there's not much to cover left on that match. So let's move on to the next part of the buy-in which showed a very strong debut by B. Priestley. Um, we had, when we made our predictions for this match, we had no idea that there was going to be a tag team match um, with Shoko Nakajima. If I, yeah. said right, if I said that right, did I say that right? Yes, you did. Getting, the littlest kaiju. Yeah, I'm getting a lot better with pronouncing Japanese names. I'm really proud of myself. Get them um, out. But yeah, no, and Britt Baker and Rio. Um, Rio. Rio. See, I fucked it up. Not Rio. She, she, she's she's not Brazilian. Uh, well, uh, Britt Baker actually suffered a concussion during this match about yes. midway through, and still finished off, and it ended up attacking B Priestley after B Priestley and Shoko made the pin so uh this was my first introduction to shoko and i am now in love yes it was See, a great match back and forth which go ahead go ahead omega i was gonna say you see what happens when you don't watch joshi wrestling when i tell you to you miss out on all the good shit i mean i'm just I'm saying learning. Which, by the way, I don't know if you noticed this, Omega, or not, but both Shoko and B Priestley got to wear their titles from their respective brands uh, nice. as part of their walk-in. So that was that was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. And B Priestley shined in her debut. You can definitely tell that they are setting up a huge feud between B Priestley and Britt Baker. So expect a match probably at All Out between these two as long as Britt Baker does not suffer anything more than a concussion from this. Good. Good. All right. So uh, what was our first match of the official card? First match of the official card was the pretty. Hold on. For a moment. Let's backtrack for a moment. We haven't been keeping, we haven't been keeping track of our predictions. I mean, we have sunny kiss. We all pick sunny kiss. Um, I did you, did we all pick, Pick Britt Baker on this one? No, I chose B. Okay, yeah. so you, you lucked out on that one. You got because uh, of Shoko and B. Yep. Uh, making the win on that one. Yeah, so I picked I'm sorry, but Britt. that sounds like a really bad, like, anime. Shoko and B. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so at this point we were what? Uh you were two and oh and we're one and one. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah going into the buy-in. Yeah, this is <laughs> – Chad takes a really bad turn in his <laughs> predictions during this pay-per-view. Yep. I mean, bad. Bad is an <laughs> understatement. All right, so let's dive right into the main card. Uh, first match of the night was the six-man tag match between Sean Spears, MJF, and Sammy Guevara. Uh, you mean the chairman, Sean Spears. The chairman, correct. Um, Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, and Joey Janela were on the other side of the ring. Um, it was a great match overall. I mean, I loved when MJF decided to go ahead and uh, just give the birds after throwing up the perfect 10 at Sean Spears as the perfect yep. heel that he is. Um, and another injury was suffered in this match from MJF, and it does not seem like it's something very minor either. Uh, his elbow is from what I've been reading. Yes, that is accurate. I've been keeping up with that. It is his elbow. Um, the... This is the real injury. Yes. It does uh, not K-Fab. Okay. Did you just say K-Fab? Never mind. I'm not going to touch on that right now. Keep going. K-Fab? Yes. Whatever. <laughs> hey, we're from Oklahoma, okay? Dude, I'm from South Carolina. I'm from the straight gutter of the South. I don't want to hear shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so who won the match? Well... Surprisingly enough, the team of Sean Spears, MJF, and Sammy Guevara. And won. we take an L on that one because nobody, none yeah. of us, none of us saw that coming. No, I did not. I did not expect that at all. Um, especially Sean Spears getting the pin. I think that's obviously setting up for the big match between him and Cody at All Out. That was a kind of a putting Cody on notice. Hey. I'm here, you know, um, which, I mean, Sean Spears deserves the push that he's already getting because, you know, he had to deal with a lot of bullshit in WWE. And, yeah, I mean, so overall good match. Um, probably one of the worst matches on the card was up next, and it was the match between Randy Rhodes and Allie. Oh, God. Well, as the, the match – Brandy ends up with the with the with the pin, which none of us saw that coming, aside from Dylan, I think. I did pick Brandy on this one. Yeah, but uh the the thing that secured the pin for uh Brandy is uh next thing you know, boom, the music hits and out walks awesome Kong to be in Brandy Rhodes's corner. And then after the match, we saw Aja Kong come out and have a stare down with Awesome Kong, who looked like she had just shit herself. So, does that mean Awesome Kong, Aja Kong at All Out? Yes, I think they are setting up for that. Um, and truth be told, I'm ready for it. Because... Um, Aja Kong is is walking destruction if I've ever seen it for a women's division. Yes. She is a brick shit house. 
And that's not taking anything away from Awesome Kong, but if it wasn't for Asia Kong, Awesome Kong wouldn't be a thing. Right. That's that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, just to overall, I mean, it was not a great match. Um, yeah, I feel bad for Allie on that one because, you know, she had a hell of a debut and to have to go and deal with that. And yeah, I mean, just you're losing against Brandy. Like I called it in the prediction episode that this is Brandy's first match in AEW. She's in the position that she's in. So yeah, she's going to win her first match. So I, did I not say also in the prediction show that if I was right on this one, I tell both of you all to fuck off. Or you something like that. Have. So I'll just, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Okay, so what was the uh, the next match? Because I know it was better. Um, I loved this match, honestly. It was the triple threat tag team match between the Dark Order, um, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus. You and mean a boy and his dinosaur baby. with Marco Stunt. <laughs> An even smaller Jungle Boy. I, I, I didn't even know he existed. Was, right? I, 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 I didn't know a Lollafell version of Jungle Boy existed. And then uh, that was also against Jack Evans and Angelico. So, and Helico. And Helico. Whatever. The man did not grow that tall for you to mispronounce his name. Whatever. True story. Now, we all picked Dark Order on this one, correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, there was a stipulation for this match that the winner faces best friends. Is that is that correct? Best friends won the last one at yes. Fighter Fest. Yes. Yeah. The best friends won. They're facing the best friends at All Out for a opportunity to have a first round by the tag team tournament once the TV show starts on TNT. Um, and I so, think- in other words, the Dark Order is getting a first round by. Yeah, the Dark Order, I mean, they, they ended up pulling because, off the victory. damn, they looked dominant. Well, not this. only did they now, look dominant. Get, yeah. But, uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, oh my God, the two are so good together. It shows that they've been working together for the past 10 years. Well, you're getting, you're getting confused with Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy. They've no. been working together for the last 10 years. No, sir. Uh, incorrect. Um, Jungle Boy started wrestling training camp at the same time as Luchasaurus. Jungle Boy started training at age huh. 12. They've been training together for the past 10 years. It's on his Twitter. Boom. Oh, well, we got to believe everything you see on Twitter, right? What do you think? Uh, did, you, did you see anything for this match, Omega? What, what uh, that thoughts? is... That is a big negative. Um, this is actually one of the matches that I didn't have much interest in, even though uh, it does seem a boy and his dinosaur are going to be a very big thing. I I just didn't keep up with this one, unfortunately, so I have no comments either way. <laughs> well, I had a very <coughs> interesting like revelation during this match. Um, I used to be a really big, big brother fan growing up. And Luchasaurus was on Big Brother. And it blew my mind. 
to find that out because I loved him on Big Brother. I was rooting for him to win the whole thing. And what I had to find heck? out that he professional wrestler. Yeah, he was apparently on there like the season after he left the WWE. Yeah. Didn't you say it's like season 15 or something? Um, I can't remember what season number. It was 2015 when he was on it. Okay, that's what it was. <laughs> I'm like trying to find a way to go back and watch that season just because I want to oh, see right. him on Big Brother again. I'm still trying to process that Big Brother still comes on. Okay. Continue. Right. <laughs> Okay, so uh, and I swear to you that Julie Chin does not look any different than she did when she started this son of a bitch twenty fucking years ago. Well, that's the the magic of cosmetic surgery in Hollywood. No, that's just the beauty of Julie Chin. No, no, Asian women don't age until they hit like ninety five. Okay. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But I thought it was (laughs) supposed to be black. Don't crack. It, it applies for Asians too, okay? All right, and also okay. to add, and also to add to that, Asian women live to be like two hundred. So yeah, we're gonna see That's Julie for a long time. <laughs> Welcome so to match? Big Brother two hundred and thirty-seven. Please no. <laughs> okay, stay hey, away. Well, at least that point, it'll be hosted by Julie Chen's head in a jar. <laughs> I don't know about that. All right, so moving on, uh, Hangman Page. And Kip Sabian, which Omega, Superman. you guessed this one wrong. I did. I 100% did. Chad, did you go with well, me on Hangman? Uh, I had uh, Superman, Kip you, Sabian, to win. Oh, so I'm the only one that picked yeah, Hangman again. you're the only again. one that got Hangman on this And list. I'm pretty sure at the end of the, the pay-per-view, I, t- I looked at Chad just based off our predictions and stuff. I was like, well, you can definitely tell out of the three of us who's been following AEW more. Yep. <laughs> based off this, these predictions. <laughs> no, um, bro, it's I, I have been conditioned by WWE booking. Oh, that you forgot how to judge good wrestling? Yes. Okay. No, I would argue I've never known how. I'm just now learning. Ah, I see. I see. So That's why I have Omega. <laughs> right. That, it was a good match. Did you did you see anything from this Omega? Um, no, this is another one I didn't really keep up with. Okay, so you definitely got to make sure you watch this match. It was a really good one. Um, they're obviously they're pushing. You know, I I not only in the prediction show did I pick Heyman Adam Page, but did I not make a comment about how they were not going to yes. let him lose this match because it would make a difference on whether or not he fought for the title at all out. And they several times mentioned that during the commentary. Yes. And he looked over at me every time and went, "Mm, called that one, bitch. (laughs) I just, it blew my mind that I've followed AEW so much this, at this point that I can already kind of predict what the fuck's going on. I got to beat my chest on that one a little bit. Um, okay, so probably one of the best – I these next couple matches, which are the, like, remaining matches of the pay-per-view, are going to be hard to judge for my top three, but they're all in the well, top Well, they're three. all four-star not matches. I mean, yeah, they were fucking amazing. Oh, I totally forgot to mention that uh, you had Chris Jericho attack Hangman after this match in a mask. Um, yes. Skies of the Dark Order. Skies of the Dark Order. 
So that was cool. Um, obviously setting up for their, their match at All Out, which I kind of am starting to believe that they're, they're going to go with the Hangman Adam Page uh, run. What happened to – I'm calling it now. Spoilers, Jericho. I'm picking Jericho. Yeah, well, we still got a few more weeks to All Out. We'll see what happens. Um, tag Team Wrestling, Lucha Brothers, SCU. I don't think this will be the last time we see this feud. Because, nope. holy shit, that was a good well, match. Uh, and something uh, interesting to note here, um, this was <laughs> actually the first time that this combination from SCU has ever wrestled the Lucha Brothers. Um, okay. Normally, it's... Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong here. Is it Frankie Kazarian? Yes. Yeah. Um, and Christopher Daniels are normally the ones that have wrestled them in the past. Um but in this time, it was Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. Yes. With Christopher Daniels coming out on Mike. All right, Omega, don't let me down. Did you see anything with this match? <laughs> You're about to be mad. <laughs> You're about to get kicked off the fucking podcast, motherfucker. Hey, hey, you already know. I tried to keep up with them on as uh, on Twitter as much as I could, but like I said, I was still pissed. I was dealing with my friend sending me pictures and little video clips here and then. Uh, okay, yeah, I can see that if, if that was happening. Why didn't all, you all say night? that before the podcast started? I don't take back the fuck you though. Um, <laughs> it was a great match, and I, I swear, middle. Oh. I promise that if you do not have this pay-per-view watched by Thursday's episode, I'm fine. Chad and I are doing this one solo. Okay. <laughs> it's me and kidding. So, yeah, salty motherfucker. I work too many damn hours during the week to give up my free time for somebody <laughs> who hasn't watched this motherfucking pay-per-view. Now I can understand if this were like, you know. Shit, what was it like basically before Stomping Grounds-ish that was like complete shit? Was it back Backlash? Uh, they didn't do Backlash this year. Oh, right. We haven't done that this year. Um, anyway, I can understand if it was a shitty WWE pay-per-view, but no, nah, this one was actually quality. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great, great match, like, like I said. And then Lucha Brothers took the win, which we all picked Lucha Brothers, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, as you can see, my matches, uh, I've been pretty much just picking it correctly. Here. And actually, um, I, just note, I just want to note that during this match specifically, Chad kept messaging me like, what's the proper names for certain moves? Like, what? Dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't sure. I was so stoned by this match. And so just enthralled that I wasn't listening to the commentators. So I was just trying to figure out if there was a name for the mm -hmm. combination. What is it like? Small package pile driver stomp, I guess. It was that and the tiger faint kick, which is traditionally yes. known now as a 619. But yeah, just I, I just thought it was hilarious that you were messaging me with that. <laughs> Yes. Well, the, the Tiger faint kick actually question came up between Dill and I during the buy-in uh, because we got to see some, uh, I believe it was Shoko Nakajima uh, 
popped at least one of those off, and I think Riho may have as well. I mean, it was just quality Joshi wrestling. Uh, I, I, but yeah, I just forgot to message you then because once again, stoned. And since we were already talking about moves, all right, let's ask what this is called. Um, all right. So, moving yeah, moving on. Uh, but oh, hang on. One thing to mention at the end of this match the Lucha Brothers climbed a ladder. An AEW colored ladder. Yes, which was awesome. And called out the Young Bucks, offered them a challenge for the AAA Tag Team Championships at All Out in a ladder match. So we're waiting on the Young Bucks to, um, I'm sure being the elite, will give their answer like they like to do so much. Which I believe they may have already. I, I haven't watched being elite today. So I was I, I, I think because they released a new episode today. All I just right. haven't watched it yet. So I'm, I'm betting they did it today. Every Monday by noon on Twitter, you can find it. Um, I wouldn't know that by like personal or anything like that. So moving on to Mr. Sitting there at 1145. Why hasn't it posted yet? Yeah, you're about right. Um, moving on to the Kenny Omega SEMA match. Damn. All right. So, I'm just kidding. Kenny Omega, I'm sorry. He stole the fucking show. Did, did I, was my statement not right? Like I said, at least the four-star match. Yes. Oh, this was, yeah, this is a four-and-a-half-star in my book. We, we predicted this match to a T, the three of us. I mean, I'm serious. Especially you, Omega. You said from the get-go, Simo was going to give Kenny Omega – um, everything he's got, and it's going to be a four-star match, and Kenny's going to—it's going to win, right? Like as, as exactly much as much as I as I am not the biggest Kenny fan because I see him as, and I'm probably I'll catch a lot of flack for this. He is a um uh oh lord, what did I call him last time? Fuck it. He's basically just a high impact spot monkey. When he has somebody who wants to go just as hard as him, it's fucking amazing. I'm not going to deny that at all. Yeah. I just love the one winged angel finisher move. Fun little uh, side note since we were talking about her earlier. Uh, <laughs> Kojima is actually uh, no, I take it back. Erp, that was a slip of the tongue. I apologize. Riho is Kenny Omega's intergender tag team partner of choice when given the option. Oh, nice. Yeah, I knew. I know Kenny is very fascinated with Joshi wrestling. With Joshi wrestling, like yes. he loved it. So, what and how could you talk week? shit about him? I don't get it. Your name's Omega. Yeah, and his came first. <laughs> just, I, I'll just put it to you this way. Um, my point of view on Kenny Omega is similar to Jim Cornette, almost to a T. If you don't know what it is, look it up. If I start, I won't stop. <laughs> uh, let's move on then, because um, I can't handle that. Oh, my God. Chris Jericho does a promo. I mean, Chris Jericho does a very good promo, in my opinion. It's just typical heel Jericho. 
And it kind of, and it was unscripted and it was his first unscripted in 10 years. I think it was, as someone said, I, if I read that correctly. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was basically awesome. the last time WWE creative actually allowed Chris well, Jericho to be Chris Jericho. I mean, it was damn near almost the attitude era. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. the last time they allowed Chris Jericho to be Chris Jericho. Yeah. So moving on to our main event, which Omega, you'll find this to be pretty funny at this point. Well, I guess I got a, a little side story on how it got to this point. Um, Chad and I were, we found a really good deal on weed maps and got some very high concentrated THC particles that, yeah, I had, I couldn't watch this match. I had to go home. I was so tired. Well, to be fair, by the time we finally started the pay-per-view, it was already the main event. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, because, I didn't get off work um, till 8. We didn't really start the thing till 10. It was like one thirty at this fucking point. Um, and we were drinking White Claws. Ain't so. no laws when you're drinking Claws. That's, yeah. I mean, that's the motto to live by. Ladies and gentlemen, this is where I quickly segue as to I am literally the only one out of the three of us who does not smoke or drink. <laughs> at least regularly. <laughs> so this is kind of hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah, it is, and I'm sure I'm sure you, as the viewers, find this to be funny. At least I hope so. Honestly, don't give a fuck about your opinion. But uh, the, but I'll, I'll put it this way: because um, he went home, I continued to watch the main event. The main event did the show didn't finish for me until three thirty-five in the morning. Because you fell asleep? No. That's when it finally ended. It and that's when... A, I'm, it was not a two-hour fucking main event. We didn't hit the... I left right before the main event. Yeah. So it was 2.30? Bro, you went home at like 3 a.m. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Anyway. <laughs> but, pointing out is literally before like we're even halfway through the damn show this motherfucker over here oh my god yeah so uh totally called that one you're gonna be pissed uh fuck you bucks win <laughs> oh yeah yeah so we yeah. see them like motherfucker we just started and it and you didn't even watch the damn show yeah that's what made it even more of a kick in the nuts or I guess since it's the Bucks, a super kick on the nuts. Yeah, and that was another part. I, I just I was like, you know what? I'm going home. I already know how this fucking match ends. <laughs> I'll watch it tomorrow after I've gotten some fucking sleep. I'm so sorry. Like I said, I was keeping up with Twitter as much as I could because I wanted yeah. to know how, yeah, how my kept up with Twitter at the wrong time there, partner. <laughs> I just had to rub that one in, though. Like, I really had to because y'all were so adamant that I was wrong. <laughs> That's because well, I thought for sure, because especially especially once you actually see uh, Dustin's intro video package. Oh, yeah. Because it was Dustin Rhodes' one last ride. So they were, like, further, it looked like, hyping up. This is literally going to be his last farewell match. 
And then it's like, okay, so they're doing all this and they're still going to lose? What? Okay. <laughs> You're flexed, but all right, bra. All right. So, yeah, Omega, you had picked the match correctly, but it was, man. Holy it was really shit, good it was a see, good match. It was really good to see Cody and Dustin partner up again. After, and, like, four years, uh, like, X many months and 18 days. They, they, they had it to the day since they had been able to be a tag team together. I mean, they were, like, Cody and Dustin were power slamming, like, and it was at the same time, and it was so fluid, and it's like they never stopped as a tag team. I mean, it was beautiful. Bro, watching Dustin in the ring, you had to remember, um, this motherfucker is 50. This motherfucker is 50. Shit, son. But, uh, yeah, holy shit, it was a good match. But uh, so uh, what did you finish the pay per view at Omega? I I believe I had six out of nine. Yeah, for a motherfucker that not only ruins the main event, doesn't watch the fucking pay per view, and ties me. <laughs> yep. Like I said, like I said, Omega, if you do not watch this pay per view before Thursday. I'll do the goddamn episode by myself. I'll, ma- I'll yeah, match you, you with that. that. You don't know how to work it. I'll figure it out. I'll match uh, you on that and say that if you don't watch at least one of the first three nights of the G1, I get to call you a motherfucker every five minutes during the next show. Okay, Deal. sold. Deal. Been meaning <laughs> to subscribe to New Japan anyways, so you're just pushing me even further. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I finished the pay per view uh, with like less than fifty percent. I, I finished four out of nine. <laughs> God damn! Uh, I haven't done that bad since like WrestleMania two years ago. That's awesome. And that was just because Creative decided to say "fuck you" on like every chance they got. Yeah. You should okay, be so glad we're not doing punishments. Right. <laughs> Which we're yes. going to incorporate that at some point here. Whoever's got the worst record for the pay-per-view. Uh, yeah, so we'll figure something out. Um, okay, but before we go into WWE's Extreme Rules, there's one last thing that happened at the pay-per-view. Cody cut an amazing promo. Well, I actually uh, have something to say about this, but I'll let you guys go ahead. We'll get your thoughts on it in a second. Then um, one cool thing I want to point out, um, since this was a free show dedicated to victims of gun violence in the Jacksonville—is it just Jacksonville area? Yeah, it was the Jacksonville area. Uh, But they raised collectively through uh, AEW, Kenny Omega, a bunch of bunch of other people, the Khan family, etc. Donated a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So on top um, of all the other proceeds, like yeah. this was, this was like at the very end of the night, they decided, Oh, Hey, we're going to write this $150,000 check to go ahead towards all the other money. So they've, they've raised a lot of money. Um, and I also read that a lot of the wrestlers, um, all their 
merch sales that they made that night, they went ahead and donated the money to. So, um, which I, you know, you gotta, you gotta give it to them for doing it for a cause. Um, but yeah. Cody made an awesome promo. Um, I mean, there was a lot of energy in the, in the area when he made the comment of when we go to TNT this fall, are you coming with us? And I mean, it's like mic drop. Let's go WWE. The place erupted. Omega. So what were your thoughts that you wanted to share? My exact thought on Cody's promo uh, while it was great. um, My only issue is for somebody who, who claims that he's actively trying to put WWE behind him, complains about them a lot, brings them up a lot. Like truth be, I'm I like he's acting sort of like a uh, audience avatar to a certain degree because all the fans that complain about WWE's booking and whatnot, I'm just like, dude, and everybody. Bro, I, think really, I think he mispronounced Kevin Owens. <laughs> Inside the WWE universe, we'll get to that in a minute. But just outside of the WWE universe from the fans and other wrestlers, specifically Cody at this moment, like, I understand you're technically going up against them, but you're all working towards the same goal, putting out wrestling content. I don't give a fuck if they are the number one company. Just do you. Give something people something new without bringing up the other guy persistently. Like it's it's already grating on my on my nerves with the fans. AEW is gonna kill WWE. Fuck that PG PC bullshit. I'm sorry. Get over it. Just watch the show and fucking enjoy it without convoluting your your own soul with your anger towards somebody else. Just let it go and just give me a show. <laughs> right. I mean the the best part of the Monday Night Wars was what it brought out in both shows. Yeah, 100% accurate, but I feel like they can do that without actively acknowledging each other. Just do your own thing. Yeah. Stay in your lane. Nobody has to fuck with anybody. If what if somebody else... I, I, I don't think that will happen, given WWE's track record with legitimately calling out the other companies. Well, I want to give my two cents on what you said, Omega, and then we're going to move on to WWE because um, we're like spending way too much time on AEW. As much as I love AEW, the Extreme <laughs> Rules had a lot more on the card, so we got a lot more to cover. Um, I think the only reason why Cody is bringing up WWE as much is because as WWE fans, we wanted AEW to kind of make these jabs. So Cody is still feeding off that. I think it's going to slow down after All Out. I think once all out's over with the TV show kicks off, it'll slow down and it will just, they're going to have their respective. You get Wednesdays. We got Monday and Fridays. Best of luck to you. That's, that's my idea. It's probably not going to happen that way. Um, That would be best case scenario. And the other thing is, yeah, I agree with you on the side that we don't need to jab at each other to have the wars. It's they each, each company knows what's about, what's about to happen with doing what they're doing. So you're just going to get the best of both. I mean, we're starting to see that 
with uh, Paul Heyman taking over on Monday Night Raw, which we're going to talk about Raw and SmackDown and NXT and all the goodness on Thursday's episode. Uh, so moving, I mean, yeah, because otherwise we get tweets from Seth Rollins talking about his paycheck. Right. Speaking of Seth Rollins, let's get into Extreme Rules. Actually, no. Was Reign of the Stream, fellas. Oh. Uh, is it time for the strain I, of the stream? I guess okay. it's I guess it is. So, uh, Dylan, what are we smoking today? Um, I don't know. I don't know what's in that joint. What's in the joint? Once again, right? this is one of the last ones of my uh, good old salad mix. So, Which is who the pretty, fuck knows? Pretty solid salad mix. Um, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to a local dispensary reup. Today's Smoke Sesh is brought to you by Reup Dispensary, located in Tulsa at 62nd and Peoria. Hit them up for all your quality flour and dank-ass needs. They've even got everything from bongs, grinders, and everything you need. Reup Dispensary, 62nd and Peoria. First match of the Well, no, 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 pre-show. hang on. We're showing the stream of the stream here. We just, just covered it. No, I, we're not talking. What about the fucking dabs we took? I oh, that's shit, the whole reason, I forgot about the dabs. That's the whole reason why I brought up Reup. Um, beautiful, beautiful Durban poison crumble. Yeah. Okay, can we get back to wrestling now? Yes, back to wrestling. Extreme Rules Intercontinental Championship started off the the night. We obviously well, didn't get that, to predict this that match. Match got announced late, same day actually. Same. So we did not. WWE yeah. bullshit with last minute booking. I don't get it, but here we are. Um, you know, I, I think we did mention that this match could have popped up for the yes. pay-per-view, but we didn't get to pick it. So, um, well, because we thought we thought for sure we were seeing this at SummerSlam. Yeah. But we were so saying, we knowing about. them, they'll probably toss this match on the card the day of. Right. And sure enough, they fucking did. Yeah, we're getting way too good at this, guys. Um, yeah, the, my results from the fucking card prove it. Yeah. Yeah, Chad did a much better job at picking on this one, and I think I dropped the ball just a little bit on this one. But, yeah, I would have picked Finn Balor to win this, and I'm glad that we didn't get to pick Same. It. So it doesn't really count. Did you guys count this one towards the totals? Because I, I did not. Um, no. I mean, truth be told, I would have gotten it wrong anyway from a fantasy booking standpoint, which I kind of project onto WWE 80% of the time. Um, <laughs> you're going to spend dollar on this one. Honestly, I would have because honestly, honestly, as much as I love Shinsuke, I actually love these two guys about equally. But Finn only had the title for a month, and we saw him literally on TV twice with it. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. Was he to... on there twice? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess he got fed to Bobby Lashley once, and then. The Shinsuke match. Yeah. So I, you know, it was a good match. I'm not discrediting the match. I would like to see this feud continue, but I don't know if we will due to some things that were announced on Raw tonight about Finn Balor, which this is not the appropriate podcast to talk about that. So just remember that, guys. We will talk about that on Thursday. Bro, you're the one that brought it up. Well, just a tease, a tease for the next few days. Hey, don't be all teasing and no pleasing. Hey, I never said I wouldn't please. Um, match. Remember, what? I talked to your exes. 
<laughs> and the cruiserweight championship match with Tony Nese and Drew Gulak. Uh, I think we all picked this one correctly, right? Yep. Yeah, Drew Gulak uh, all day. It was in his hometown. It, it was his to take home. Um, it was a very sloppy match by him, though. You could tell he was definitely feeling the after effects of his match with the uh, original bro, Matt Riddle, at Evolve the yeah, night before. Which was a great match. Yes. Um, but, you know, got to give it to Drew Gulak. You know, he showed up and uh, retained what's his. And I thought it was pretty cool to find out that he didn't change his side plates on purpose until after this match when he defeated Tony Nese. Did you guys know that? I did not. I did not. Um, so, yeah, he left Tony Nese's side plates on there because he wanted to defeat him one-on-one before he changed the side plates to prove that he deserves his title. So cool little side bit there. Nice. That's, that's good writing. Yeah. I liked that. So uh, let's move on to the main card. Um, well, was that the only match of the pre-show? No, that was the cruiserweight in the, uh, Oh yeah. We didn't cover two game. matches. Right. My bad. So I didn't count intercontinental towards my, my, uh, results. So I went into the main card one and oh, we yeah, all did. We all, we all did. did. So, first match of the night was Drew McIntyre and the best in the world, Shane McMahon. So, you can obviously tell that Chad wanted to be a ring announcer when he was a kid at some point. Bro, I'd settle for being your Paul Heyman. I don't know. I don't want a Paul Heyman when I, when I make a shake. I'm a better Paul Heyman than you. I'm just going to go on record and say that right now. All right. It's okay. I'll, I will be the manager of Ebony and Ivory. I will be y'all's page. Jesus Christ. Um, by the way, this was a no holds barred stipulation. Um, well, they were wrestling against the big dog, Roman Reigns, and The Undertaker yeah. in a no holds barred match. Which The Undertaker, like, somehow took a pill, ended up. 20 years ago, and holy shit. Bro, I don't know where where they found this fucking time machine or fountain of youth water or some shit, but good <laughs> gold, this made up for the last two abortion matches that he had in Saudi Arabia. Oh, dear God, yes. Man, listen. Like, we... we I don't know how many times it's said anytime Taker comes back, he looks great. He looks like he's 10 years younger, et cetera, et cetera. This is actually the pinnacle of that. Like after all this time where we've seen him cut weight, gain weight right now, he seems to be like a little bit bulkier. He looked awesome. Um, and honestly, I would have been totally fine it, actually, I was wishing that this match would have just been like a taker showcase of him just beating the shit out of everybody and then Roman getting the hot tag at the last minute to get the win. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, oh, trust me. Uh, as good as he looked, I would have been okay with that because, honestly, I was dreading this match a little Why? bit. Because of how bad the Goldberg match was, uh, <laughs> uh, 
Because, I mean, they, they were both botching finishers at the end. Yes, but honestly, I would put that all on Goldberg. Oh, I'm, I'm that's that's for a whole other podcast because we can talk for an hour straight on that alone. But, sure. um, or you know, just cut a nice little biting promo about it on a uh, Miz TV. But uh, another teaser for Thursday's episode. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah. Oh my God, Taker looks so good. Pull out all the classic moves. Um, all of them. They, they 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 murdered Undertaker. Um, Shane looks to he's gonna go for the pin. He was able to go coast to coast. Um, Shane actually looked pretty good for pulling out all of his stunts and murdering himself for a non WrestleMania match. Oh yeah, yeah. I have a feeling we're probably not gonna see Shane and Drew at SummerSlam. Apparently, Shane's pretty banged up. So yeah, he went what? coast to coast like twice. Yeah. I don't wish injuries on anybody, but for the love of God, he just needs to go away. So I, I, I'm willing to accept these injuries at the present time. Um, I guess we'll probably find out tomorrow night on SmackDown. What well, I'm, I'm okay with it because we don't have to see him in the ring. He and KO can continue their feud on the mic. Yeah, but or slash, you know, mugging each other outside the ring because Shane can tolerate, you know, I'm just going to eat a handful more Advil this, you know, next few days. But, you know, wait for, you know, two more months before I murder myself again. <laughs> well, actually, quick caveat here. Speaking of Shane, they did announce a town hall for SmackDown hosted by Shane tomorrow. Yes, I saw that. That will be interesting tomorrow night. Yeah. All right. So, so. Yeah, be good. Um, okay. So I was, we all picked Roman and Undertaker on this Yes. One? Yes. We're currently all two yeah. and two on Taker gets murdered. Two and zero. Does his, does the glorious you know dead man sit up? Shane shits himself. Um, <laughs> Undertaker was- is about to get murdered by Drew McIntyre from behind. When next thing you know, ooh, ah, Roman with the spear out of nowhere to save Taker. One, two, three. Moving on to the next match. That was good. I like. I liked that. That yeah. was good booking. That was. Yeah. That that was a wonderful spot. Like honestly, that was the most murderous spear I've seen in a while. Yeah, yeah you well, definitely tell there's some passion and some. And for once, a uh, good call on the cam angle, Kevin Dunn. You actually do know what you're doing. Maybe. Oh. Oh. Angles. Wait till the main event. And actually, let's also touch on this really quick. Um. During at the end of the after the match ended, and there's the you know stare down, I guess show of respect between Taker and uh, Roman. If you if you go back and watch it and pay attention to Taker's lips, he actually says, "It's your your yard now." Before he pats him on the chest and walks off. Oh yep. shit! In fact, I think that I think actually Corey Graves, I think, made a comment about that. If not, it was Michael Cole because Michael I, Cole yeah. gets to make all the fucking comments. I totally missed that. I'm going to have to go back to watch that. Yep. Um, okay, so let's move on to the Raw Tag Team Championships. I take my first L on this one. Thanks, Revival. Fuck, sorry, fuck the Revival. Uh, you both picked up an L on Thank you. Fuck you, Chadley. Yeah. Yeah, Chad goes perfect after this match. Uh, I mean, overall, it was a good match. Um, I think they're setting up for my theory on the club 
Yep, like and I'm involved, totally okay with it. Getting involved here in the next couple of weeks and getting the title shot possibly at SummerSlam. Um, Omega, what were your thoughts on this one? Uh, honestly, good match. Um, I don't think anybody honestly expected the Revival to win. Um, yeah. uh, However, good to see the Revival on the main card and not the pre-show. Yeah, got to get true, true on that one. I mean, they are top guys. 100% true on that. The, again, the match is great. I'll never deny that the Revival can put on a great match with anybody. Um, honestly, they haven't found their perfect opponents yet, in my opinion. Um, well, actually, no, I take that back. They have, but they're no, no longer together. Um, but th they really needed to showcase because I don't know who their next feud is. I hope it's not going to continue with the Usos. Um, but if it ends up being like the club or somebody, I'm kind of confused by that because there isn't really any viable teams on the roster except maybe AOP. Hmm. Which we haven't seen AOP. In what about uh, Viking Raiders? I don't think they're ready yet. Great yeah. team. Yeah. Main roster, they're not ready yet. And then on top of that, the heel versus heel dynamic, not going to work. AOP could pop up next week and be faces and everybody would be fine with it. True. Yep. I, just, I just like to see AOP back on TV. Agreed. I mean, shit. You haven't even seen either of them on TV in a minute. Um, okay, let's move on to one of my favorite matches of the night. Surprisingly, my favorite matches of the night because I was not happy about the opponent pick for this one, but Alistair Black and Cesaro. Yes. Um, agreed. Welcome back, Mr. Black. Holy shit, this match was phenomenal. Oh, God. I'll say this about almost every Cesaro match. The man comes in, he shows up and shows out. Unfortunately, yeah. he can't win a match to save his life at the moment. Um, but He'll get a push. He'll get a push. But on, honestly, I think we – did we all call the same one, on uh, Alistair, on this one? Yes. yes. Yes, we did. Uh, but yeah, the whole match was beautiful. I was a big fan of like all, almost every European uppercut that Cesaro threw. Oh Jesus Christ! I thought he like legitimately knocked Alistair out at one point. Are you talking about the time that he like yeeted himself across the fucking ring and then threw it at the last fucking second? That one and the and the um. And the catapult, uh, Lord, technically, yeah, the catapult one that he did to Alistair when he lifted him in the air as well. Because the way that Alistair landed, like, you really felt like he, like, killed Alistair for a second. Yeah. I know exactly which spot you're talking about because of exactly that. Yeah. So <laughs> I read something today that Alistair Black's uh, Black Mass is going to be like the next RKO. It's going to be a one time, like if he lands it, it's done over. So like expect that to be pushed. Okay. So the better question is how long before they put him up against someone who uh, kicks out of the first black mass and has to take a second one. Um, I, I expect months. Yeah. That's going to have a huge push. Um, I mean, obviously, they, they set it up this way for a reason. Take him off TV, have him cut some good promos, 
have him come back. Now his, his famous move is going to be a one-hit wonder. Expect Aleister Black to hold a title by the end of the year. My call. I'm I, totally I, okay with that, and I think he deserves it. So, uh, Honestly, I just, I just hope that whatever they're doing with him stays upward momentum because we all know WWE's booking. I, I like, I'm going to take everything with a grain of salt right now. I'll take what I can, Yeah, but, I, but I'm definitely not going to make any predictions as far as his booking goes. But the sources I was re- reading today, I mean, they're viable sources and it has to do with Paul Heyman making that call. So true. Nice. Which, Oh, sorry. Can't even talk about that yet. So we'll just move on. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, there was a nice little uh, backstage uh, action with our truth and Drake Maverick and Carmella. Or oh, sorry, they were searching for Drake. No, 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 no. He was searching for Hornswoggle. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Hornswoggle is the twenty-four-seven champion at this point. Um, Street Profits got to make their debut in a uh, main roster pay-per-view, which we all expected. Well, in a segment. Well. But still, I mean, technically, they're doing what you want to. I mean, they are. Okay, that's a kiss in your sister debut. <laughs> but, in, but in the words of good old Jim Ross, let, let's call it a cold debut. Just, just to. That's fair. I'll accept that. And uh, yeah, I'm a little impressed with little Miss, uh, not Miss Bliss. Nikki Cross. Honestly, I don't. I don't know where they're going with that, but I'll enjoy it while I can before it gets old very quickly. <laughs> and then right. they played off that again tonight on Raw, which we'll talk about on Thursday. Um, but that led into the women's championship match, which <laughs> the SmackDown Women's Championship. Yeah, um, the two-on-one handicap match between Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss, Bailey. Which any of us none of us called this one. It's called yeah. that. Which honestly, oh god, I'm pissed. I, I can't lie. I'm actually pissed at this result. Um, Bailey put on a hell of a match going up yeah. and coming out on the other side. That yes. obviously that one spot was actually the thing that turned it around for me. Like I wished I would have picked her. Where uh, I think uh, Bailey had Nikki in a Indian deathlock. Yeah, came in, tried to drop an elbow, which I'm just like, what? <laughs> gives her enough, gives Bailey enough time to lift up and move, and then puts her in a cross face. Like I never in a million years would I have thought of that. And I'm somebody who actively in my actively regularly tries to put together matches in my head just for shits and giggles and i never would have thought of that and it was executed beautifully yeah yes nobody misses stuff um i was wondering if we were going to see a sasha banks return during this one and apparently she was backstage just so you guys know don't tell me that that just pisses me off more that she didn't no no you got you gotta you gotta let that shit build. Maybe they're trying to set it up perfectly. So no, never rush shit like this. Never yeah, rush. Well, she it. actually just got back in the states from training in Japan, so that needs to be noted. So Sasha might have picked up a, some new tricks. 
boss was back. Or maybe she picked up some new ways to, you know, not injure people. Rest in peace, bitch. Yep. Paige, we love you. We miss you. God damn it. That was not her. (laughs) Moving on to the uh, last man standing match, Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley, which, God damn, Braun Strowman, how are you? I'm convinced he's a real monster. He had a ruptured spleen. It's a four to like six week or six months injury. Bro, it's adorable. You think Braun Strowman only has one spleen. Yeah, apparently. I don't. The man fucking recovers in like two weeks, and it's like a four-month recovery. Yeah. Not just recovers, recovers and then puts himself through that fucking match. Yeah. Oh, my God. He was dominant. I've not seen WWE allow two giant, like, beefcakes to just murder each other for Vince's amusement like that in a long-ass while. Th- th- this was match of the night for me. Um, oh, agreed. I like. I, I definitely won't put it up there as a classic because, I uh, because you know reasons. But um, <laughs> but definitely just due to the fact that we we didn't expect it because Extreme Rules has a habit of not being extreme in a lot of cases over the past couple of years. But right. this, this was the be- the best match that they could have put together for this whole thing, um, especially the ending. Dear God, even though like logic aside, as far as the ref making that last count, um, I didn't expect that finish. Like I expected something big, but not a fucking um, running power slam from where the fuck were they like i don't even remember um he was they were in the crowd somewhere over by like the equipment and some shit he he power slams him off of something down below into some mystery box yeah like that just that and and then then it's just assumed that bobby lashley is dead yeah well until we saw him tonight on raw with like taped up ribs, he legitimately got fucked over. <laughs> but uh, what are your guys' take, takes on that match overall? Yeah, which we all picked Braun Strowman, didn't we? Yes. Oh, and speaking of, and I mean, I know we'll cover it, you know, actually on Thursday, but Braun, for everything he put himself through, looked fucking fantastic. So once again, I'm convinced he is a monster. He was created in a lab somewhere. I agree. He's perfect cell. Um, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna oh move my on God. to the uh, Blue Brands Tag Team Championship match: New Day oh. versus the Planet's Champions and Heavy Machinery. Um, this one wrong. We all did, bro. Yeah. <sighs> we all thought for sure. Planet's tag team were retaining here and dropping it at SummerSlam. Nope. Instead, we are now your WWE World Tag Team Champions. The New Day pick up the win. What? Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm okay with it. I was happy to see it happen, but never imagined it was going to happen. Which, gotta admit, they all look good in some gold. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a beautiful segment backstage later with Kofi. But, oh, uh, and actually, this match in particular, I just want to give a big shout-out to Big E. Like, that, that final spot in between uh, him and Daniel Bryan, man, listen. I thought that he legitimately was just about to actually kill Brian for a second. Because uh, getting up from those kicks, I when's the last time we saw that, if ever? Right? Like, uh, also, holy shit, heavy machinery looked so good in this match. Okay. He, he was feeling it, too. Yeah, man. So New Day takes the titles, uh, go backstage. Paul Heyman runs up, grabs the mic, goes out there, and basically tells Philadelphia how the rest of the fucking night's gonna go. Yeah, I'm not. That promo it was basically like this a. This isn't a prediction. It's a spoiler. Yeah. God damn it! He didn't fucking lie. Well, no, he even made the. And I, I'm quoting Paul Heyman here. Am I telling you the truth, or am I Paul Heyman? Which, hell of a line. Hell of yeah. a line. But that to me was almost like a big, fuck you, here's what's happening, prepare yourself. Yeah. Um, so, in, in, in retrospect, it, 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 to me, it was a big middle finger to us to a certain degree. Yeah, and I, totally, and what's funny is, and I, I can probably speak for all of us, I brushed it off like, heh, whatever, it's not going to happen. Well, I expected when he cut the promo that Brock was going to come out with the briefcase at the end, but I thought it was just to kick Seth's ass and then be like, ha, 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 I can cash in at any time now. Yeah. And but then we'll just get, walk off and, you know, be Brock Lesnar. We're no fucking it. Spoiler alert. Yeah, we, we stay on track because we actually just jumped ahead a lot in here. Um, but uh, let's move on then because so I still got a next match. Um, United States Championship, AJ Styles, Ricochet. Man, AJ Styles just—we called it. I mean, heel AJ is so good. I do like it. True story. Um, I feel bad for Ricochet. First title defense drops it, but I mean, this is not obviously the last. It's okay. It's just the first of many title defenses to come. That's what I was, you know, that's what I was trying to say, Chad, before you rudely interrupted me. Yeah. Root, root, um, but yeah, it was a definitely match. You have quite literally, you have the singularly most athletically gifted man in WWE right now, in my opinion, uh, versus the best overall wrestler in the world. Um, and they did not disappoint. They didn't put on match of the night, in my opinion. Um, it was a bit of a spot fest, but the spots were beautiful. I think, it, I think it could have been match of the night 
if we hadn't just watched two monsters murder each other. Yeah, it was in my top three for the night, for sure. Yeah, it was one of the better matches of the night. And it's just because of that right there. It's, you're talking about the level of, uh, whether it's a word or not, physicality in the ring and just level of talent. Damn. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, it was a... A beautiful finish, uh, just like he did a, a couple weeks ago on Raw, um, finishes it with the Styles Clash from the second rope. Which... God, I, that I, looks disgusting. Which... Ricochet for just taking that move in general. Like, yeah. oh my God. Like, truth... Like, we all... The three of us know, I personally want to train if I can actually get off my lazy ass and start working out. But that is definitely... That move particularly is on my list of hell no. I will not take that move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was intense. And he sells it. Ivory, baby. He, he sells it so well. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're, I'd love to see this feud continue. You got to give some credit to the club uh, for doing what they do, though, to help AJ secure the win. Ricochet uh, to the club? I just don't. I don't see it happening now. It's it's yeah, not after all. It's 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 never going to happen. Ricochet is is going to be a perennial baby face. He literally has Ricky Steamboat written all over him. I was going to say, do you think he's the modern era John Cena? No, no, no. There, that's they're, never mind. That's that's Roman post cancer. Oh man. Not, not, not even if I'm wrong here, but there is no way that they can ever book for a long ass while reigns over as a heel unless they're just having an aneurysm. <laughs> I, I hope that aneurysm comes very swiftly. Um, because wow. Roman needs to change something because I, 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 there are certain people that I like to see as perennial baby faces. Again, Ricochet, I don't recall ever seeing him as a heel, um, especially because his move set won't allow it. It works with Rey Mysterio, but with Roman Reigns, this big guy being a babyface all the time, fuck that shit. Uh, the only time I could think of as a possibility, maybe, is maybe while he was in Lucha Underground as Prince Puma, but that, that would be at best. And that wasn't even him. That was fucking his manager. Uh, oh, that God. was all Conan. But yeah, that, we're segueing hard here. But um, <laughs> uh, well, let's move on because there's another match that was announced. Uh, well, I don't even. It wasn't ever announced. Actually, it just kind of happened. The, yeah, uh, Kenyo Dolph Ziggler squash match. Yeah, like all thirty seconds. Yeah. Not even. It was a solid seven. It was a solid. Seven seconds. Uh, 16, yeah. it's sixteen second victory per CBSSports.com. So, in other words, Dolph Ziggler's entrance took longer than his match ran. Pretty much. I didn't know he was Mike Canellis. Are you spoiling your role? Every time. That's, every time, dude. Every time. Focus. I'm gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm I'm all for okay Thursday 
Omega, you and I need to have some kind of secret conversation about a punishment for Chadley oh, Jesus on Christ. not only having the worst AEW scorecard, but also continuously ruining shit that we're going to talk about later. I actually already have an idea for that. Okay. And you, and I, you and I will talk about that. We'll see what happens on Thursday. Uh, stone Cold, or I guess you can't call it a Stone Cold Stunner. Stunner to Dolph. KO grabs the mic, cuts a good promo again. Obviously setting up something big for SummerSlam for KO, which WWE is all for it. Well, uh, I agree. I think there's going to be something for KO at SummerSlam. I don't know that it's the match we were expecting for SummerSlam, which was probably originally him versus Shane. Now that Shane is as injured as he is after murdering himself earlier in the night. Yeah, which we don't know exactly what's wrong with Shane, and we don't know for sure that Shane's out, you know. So we will see as we get closer to SummerSlam. Uh, We'll move on to the last two matches of the night, Um, which, oh, by the way, can't count the KO Dolph Ziggler match and towards our thing. We all had AJ winning, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, WWE Championship, Kofi, Samoa Joe. I picked this one wrong. <laughs> you seriously picked Samoa Joe? Yes. Bro, you're an idiot. Did Wait, didn't I? Or did I pick Kofi to retain? It's not my job to keep track of your ass. I can't remember who I picked here. I want to say I picked Joe. I do. I mean, it sounds like something stupid you would do. But I want to say I picked Kofi. Man, I got to really stop smoking. Um, but, you, yeah, uh, fantastic match. Okay, Megan, yeah. you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. All right. What were your thoughts on this one? Man, okay. So, it was neither man's best match, but I just want to legitimately say Samoa Joe could wrestle a broomstick and make it look like um, a champion in the end. Um, Like, Samoa... Damn, Samoa. I, I Honestly, as much as I... Didn't want. I don't want Kofi's reign the end. I think I said this like on the last episode. I don't want Kofi's reign the end. But just from work rate alone, Joe should have won that match. It was easily his. Kofi came away. He came away strong. But I feel like in reality, he barely got away with the title. I agree. Yeah. Well, and that's why with that's why you picked Joe to begin with because you were thinking that Kofi's injuries may be more serious than they're letting on. That's right. Which I think yeah. showed itself in the match with his performance in it. Like we yes. said, it was a good match, but like you said, I agree, it was neither yeah. man's best performance. From an overall perspective, it wasn't. But at the same time, from a storytelling perspective in the match, it was fucking great. Like the whole crushing the hand thing and Kofi's selling was on point. I cringed too. Don't worry. I cringed too. But um, but, but yeah, Kofi did his thing. That was brutal. 
Um, so okay. on to the main event, the Extreme <laughs> Rules match <laughs> of the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, actually was decently extreme for once. Yeah, I mean, it, it had its moments, you know. Had some and, great extreme spots, uh, quote-unquote. I got to give uh, some credit to the camera angles on this one for my girl, Lacey Evans. You pervert. Hey, I know why you're you, saying that. <laughs> I'm not the only one who thought, wow. You, well, I definitely can say Chad probably agrees with you, but for me, I'm just like, she has no ass to look at. So what's the point? What? Oh, he's going to talk about a lady like that. <laughs> you think Kenny likes him some Joshi's? Yeah. He can't touch Omega. Um,. But, um, yeah, holy shit, there was some serious uh, kendo stick usage and chair usage in this match. Which I think everybody got some nice battle scars from those kendo sticks. And Becky took a huge... Chair to the face! Yeah. Uh, I guess her skull is a little bit uh, tougher than uh, Cody Rhodes. Um, No, she got hit with a different part of the chair. Oh, true. Like I, I just I want to shout out that kendo spot between Seth and Becky real quick. It was beautiful. Oh, I, did. I did like that. Beautiful for me. I did like that. You know, Lacey setting up the whole part of the kendo sticks coming out by coming up and touching Seth and pissing her off. And yeah, you don't then, touch the man's bitch. The man's man, but the, the man's bitch. The best part of it, they wail on them for a few minutes, or sorry, a few seconds, stop, look at each other. Yeah, let's keep going. Keep yeah. beating. It was, oh, Lord. Yep. It was. <laughs> yeah, it went very well over the fans, too. Um, yeah, a lot of chairs, a lot of, lot of extreme to the extreme rules. Well, match. Uh, jumping back just a sec, because it came up in this match as well. Um, during the Kofi Samoa Joe match, the crowd starts chanting, we want Lesnar. No, we don't. <laughs> the, match, the fans were just being assholes at that point. I mean, I could understand it, you know, a little bit happening to Baron Corbin because maybe Brock will beat the shit out of him too on the way down. Right. But, but yeah, the, the fans also during this match were chanting, we want Lesnar. No, we don't. Yeah. But let's be honest. It's Philadelphia. They are probably next to Chicago. They're the biggest asshole yep. in the crowd. But, but, um, but yeah, it, it, that was pretty hilarious. Yeah. Good. Um, so we all picked Seth and Becky to retain, correct? Yes. And they did. And they did. And then, sure fucking enough, I mean, I'm so tired well, of yelling at my television after a fucking pay-per-view because Brock Lesnar shows up and does something. Fuck Brock Lesnar. Preach. 100% fuck Brock Lesnar. Here's where I swerve you guys. As much as I hate Brock Lesnar to the bitter black pits of my soul, I was actually happy that he cashed in on Seth. Just due to the fact that 
uh, Seth's reign, not impressive at all because it's just been focused ex- exclusively on Baron Corbin and Brock Lesnar in general. Becky. We'll talk about Becky later, but at you least know, think, now... It's all, his reign has also been focused on her because of the creative angle they decided to go with everything. To, to a degree, yes. But at least now, like, one... With this whole angle with 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 Brock again, if the feud goes on, we know Seth is losing, and I can deal with that. He can move on to something else. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So well, setting the match, setting up the finish. Um, Baron Corbin hits the end of days on Becky Lynch, which looked pretty brutal. Oh my god, he absolutely murdered her. It was beautiful. Um Seth goes berserk, starts to murder him with a kendo stick, and that's what ends the uh he what to the tune of three stomps? Three. Yeah. Um draws it out, wearing himself out, and then as soon as before they can even announce the and Universal Champion set, boom, Brock Lesnar music hits. Fuck. Yeah, like I said, I, I never wanted, I'm, I'm tired of yelling at my television. I mean, I agree with you. I'm glad the, the, the Brock Party briefcase is gone. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm still not happy. Yeah, it's, it's one of those. It's it's one of those weird situations. Like you, legitimately, you want to hate the booking, but strangely enough, Brock Lesnar still you makes. Understand it. why? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's it's somehow still interesting, even though you hate it. Yes. Like, well, let's wrap this up for the night, boys. Um, we're gonna go ahead, and you can catch back us catch back up with us on episode three on Thursday as we go over. Uh, tonight's Raw, which we've already watched uh, tomorrow, SmackDown, and all the action from NXT on Wednesday. Um, obviously, we have nothing going on this weekend as far as pay-per-view-wise. Is the G1 still going on this weekend, Omega? Uh, I have to check the schedule. I want to say uh, there is another. There, actually, there Thursday, the, the G1 continues. I don't know about the weekend, but I can definitely say Thursday. Well, Depending on would it, would it be by the time we get to talk on Thursday? No. Is it our, okay. Well, bummer. Um, Got to give a quick shout out though. I or not a shout out really, but I want to say quick recovery. Hopefully for Will Osprey, uh, he suffered an injury at G one, which that's a big setback uh, for him. He's had a lot Excellent. of momentum. And actually, real quick, I actually misspoke. I forgot about time differentials. By the time that we're talking about the uh, talking on Thursday, the G one would have happened at that point. So yeah, we we might be able to cover a little bit on that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so quick, quick uh, shout out I want to give to Chad's wife for creating our uh, profile pictures for all our social media. Um, yeah, they're, they're pretty awesome. So, uh, obviously, we're a new podcast. So, if you guys are listening, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, 
we got the Twitch channel, which we're not using just yet, but and eventually, bro. Yeah, so check us out on all those. Uh, check out our, our nice caricatures that uh, Chad's wife so lovely drew up for us. And uh, give us a follow and tell your friends about us. And spread the word about the wrestling shit posts uh, because we are here to stay, motherfuckers. And Hell yeah. <laughs> um, guys, anything else before we wrap it up? Fuck Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Lesnar suck a dick. Well, everybody have a blessed night, and we will see you all on Thursday. Fuck off, motherfuckers. Peace.